Hey everyone, welcome to the MTG Painful Truth Podcast. This is episode number 33. I'm your host, Bert Wagner. Joining me, as always, is Cole Kirkman. Cole, how have you been, bud? I've been good. Um, going through MTG health, but we'll, we'll get into that later. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, we got a pretty sweet episode lined up uh, this week, uh, but maybe a short one. We'll find out at the end, or you'll know right now when you look at the timestamp. Uh, like it's, it's you and me, Brad. Who knows how long this could go? I I know. I think I say this every episode. It's like, oh, it'll be a short one, and then it's uh, it's not usually. Um, but not not too many uh, crazy topics. Uh, mostly just gonna be uh, talking about the RCQ events that we're both playing in this weekend, which is kind of like we talked about how we got there, I guess. Yeah. Um, and and things like that. Uh, we're gonna play in a kind of our stronger format, so we'll won't be in the same room this time. I'm gonna be playing modern uh, locally, and Cole, you're gonna be traveling up to the great great white north of Oklahoma City. Um, oh yeah, but you're you're going with a you're, you're taking a bus with a bunch of guys, if I remember right. Like a lot of guys are going up there. I know me and Alec are going together, and then I think Nick and uh, Ian are going together. Yeah. Oh, with Cruz, I think they're taking. Yeah. So he'll have a. Have a big party going up there. That'd be great. Um, yeah, I'm I'm staying back uh, just because modern is a format, and uh, I guess I'll, I will go jump right into it. Uh, Amulet got better, Cole. Um, You've been waiting for a long time, right? You I felt back on it. You gave up on it. Moved on to some other deck. You cheated on it, and now you're back, right? <laughs> I I back home to my wife, the the mistress. That's just a just a thing we're going through therapy we're working it out and i'll tell you uh cole i played locally uh last week and oh amulet was not ready to, to forgive me um <laughs> uh a, a clean uh 0204 i was like okay i deserve this <laughs> the first therapy session didn't go well and i get it um but uh i've been playing a little bit more it's been i've been recovering like doing quite a bit better and uh Microsoft Gardens is absolutely the real deal. Like I think I was pretty clear of that before and how people said it was gonna be four of. It's kind of not really a discussion anymore. Even though Mistaken is playing three, but he's he's kind of he, he's kind of does his own thing. But Microsoft Gardens is a four of is basically where you should be starting. It's that's like the, the consensus in stockless at this point. Um so let, so I'll be. I'm not, I don't know how long I'm going to talk because we have a much more exciting topic. But basically, the amulet list uh, that has changed. So obviously, you can't just play 64 cards, and you know it's not quite as simple as just replacing uh, four cards. His amulet list, I feel like, have been so tight all the time because you know we had uh. Cultivator Colossus come in that that took some slots. It obviously, Urza Saga with MH two like that got jammed in. Dryads plus Valakuts that was like six slots. Historically, uh, well, like, about as you play Karn, yeah, Karn. You know, you gotta yeah you know, make some make some cuts elsewhere. Like it's it's always just like so hard to get to sixty. Um, but the the way basically what we have done to do that. Is uh another and one other thing, it's like the average bounce land count has also gone up by one because it's 
it's a big deal to have a bounce land. And it's in, in any capacity you want it just because that accelerates some mana and uh, Marcus of the Gardens. Uh, I'll, I'll go over the text of the card real quick. Um, it's a locust. Is it locust? No, sphere land. Um, it has tap, add colorless. One and tap, add any, one man of any color. And then uh, X and tap it. It becomes a copy of a non-token artifact you control. So in our case, we just obviously copy Amulet of Vigor. Uh, there's just so many times where you could just easily get second amulet, so your bounce land adding four mana is is a big deal. And it opens up a few more turn two lines. I think I talked about this last week. Um, but basically, the big point is, and someone asked me about this, um, have each amulet adds so much more power, basically. Um, so just to be brief, uh, if you cast Primeval Titan for six mana with no amulet of vicar, you're just getting two lands tapped, right? And a lot of context into what you're actually getting. Um, but like it would be like Machuka Bog to, to nap a graveyard, or if you're playing against control or something, you're like, okay, well, maybe I want Urza Sagas to try to make constructs over the next few turns and, and just have this alternative threat. Maybe uh, Simic Grow Chamber Talari West so you can uh, transmute for another uh, uh, Primeval Titan next turn, you know, just whatever. When you have the first amulet, they almost often means you can just haste the, the first one. Uh, so you get the you get Boros Garrison, Slayer Stronghold, haste, deal eight, and then you get another set of lands too. Um, and that could be, you know, whatever. The second amulet, oh, that opens up a lot of, like, double attacking Titan lines. And basically when you cast the first Titan, and the, the, how it typically works is if you cast the first Titan, then you have three additional mana, you get Simicro Chamber, Talari West, uh, which adds six mana, nine total, and transmute down to six into a second titan. And then you get attack for, with both of a double amulet. You have double double strike, too. Uh, the third one is is very similar to the second one, but basically you have the die mana and the amulet uh, untapped trigger, so you can just, as long as you have Talari West, you can keep chaining into titans, and you can just, like, triple double strike and deal lots of damage. Uh, so that's, like, each amulet gives you so much more potential uh, swing, uh, attack swing, basically. Um, not too surprising. Um, obviously, also with double amulet, you just have access to a lot more mana. Uh, so, Cultivator Colossus, which was like basically a stock one of, is now pretty close to a stock two of in a lot of lists. Um, and there's been so many times where it's just like, I have four lands, I have nine mana. I'll just start with Cultivator. Let's see what I draw. Because if you have... Um, it gets to a point where counting the the mana is tough. Where you have to, you know, you use pen and paper when it gets complicated. You have to write down, like, all right, G-7 or something. And then Y-3 <laughs> or whatever. Like, it gets crazy. And then, you're, all right, with this mana, if you have Slayers in the, in the pile or whatever, it's just... Uh, you, you like calculate okay I'll give this one haste as the middle of your like combo turn as you're still calculating mana it, it gets complicated um but basically uh this kind of the deck has kind of built to just say kind of all right screw what you're doing I don't care I'm not gonna play bog and stuff like that in the main which was like a pretty pretty standard card cavernous souls went from like a three of in the main down to probably like a one of, or my list is running one and then two more in the board. Like you're just saying, look, I'm going to try to do the thing. Like I'm not, I don't care. Like 
it doesn't really care about interaction, but we care even less in the pre-board games and say, no, I'm going to floor it and we're going to go. Um, and Azusa uh, also is like, a, that was like a one of in a lot of lists. That's kind of like a two or three of. It is a three of in my list. Um, Cause that just unlocks so much mana with the, when you have double amulet too. Um, outside of that, it's pretty normal stuff. Um, I will say this, Cole. Uh, All right. Mill has risen up. And I, I think people knew when it, when when someone talks about Mill, I just kind of disregard them and like disregard their magic opinion in general. Like I won't even go to them for like a soda suggestion when they say, oh, I play Mill. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm kidding, but like we saw Mill in like challenge results, like getting like had four in the top 32 of a challenge two in the top four it was unreal like maybe the best mill has ever performed at any given modern weekend so by cold that being said i'm i'm i think i'm just gonna ignore it i know i was kind of talking recently about like maybe i'd want a sideboard eldrazi creature a shuffler effect <laughs> i'm just i'm like no i don't i'm i'm just gonna ignore it and I, think it, I think to me it kind of falls under the same thing as like angels tour locals is like no one plays yeah. angels. Yeah, it's the, it. Yeah, it's it's partly that. I, I think a lot of like the true. Uh, I don't want to say true, but like the general spikes, they'll want to play the best deck. Like the, like I I still expect hammer time. Uh, I still expect like Merktide and then uh, elementals and stuff like that. So I I don't think I think Mill will. It may struggle in the room anyway because it did, it did get Jace obviously, but I I don't think Jace only helped it to me in my page a little bit. Yeah, and 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 the in the challenge results only the bottom two copies of the top thirty two had the Jace. The top two copies did not, which and that's like a that's one metric, but I, it's like it's only yeah only helps so much. But in in a sense, like this amulet build is probably as good as you could ask for just to have like you're just a little bit faster and that could just be the difference maker hopefully um and i th- i think like eldra like as good as emrakul is like endurance is still like a good card like the best we can ask for and but ultimately it's like it's a that there may be in a room of 50 there may be one mill player like yeah. even even today even with like mill putting up um some pretty impressive results i i don't think there may be a second copy. I, I don't think there's going to be like five people and 50, you know. Um, and also, uh, one other thing we were talking a little bit off off the cast too was uh, Elementals is kind of coming back and they're actually playing Elish Norm. Um, the notable stats, uh, I, won't, I won't read the card, but the, you know, it's a seven, seven size butt, so you can't unholy heat it. And it stops all the ETB effects of like Solitude and uh, like you can't like Solitude has no text. The Leyland Binding has no text. That's like basically all the removal is in Modern Magic. Uh, it, it, so it's just so hard to kill. And I think Primal Titan becoming like more of a uh, presence has made them want to play this to shut off the Primal Titan. And you know now your Solitudes they have the built-in like double removal and stuff like that. So it has just Really good text. It's just a pretty pretty good inclusion for the card. But you lose out on Kahira, uh, but I think like the added power of Elish Norm is it kind of makes up for it. 
Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, but I I don't think there was too much change in modern outside of kind of those those few things. Like Amulet got a really good piece to kind of make it more, you know, go up higher on the list or whatever. Um, but I I don't really I I still like like I said earlier I think this will be like Hammer Merktide, kind of in it throughout the room. Uh, creativity also, but. Other than that, I'm not. I think, um, I, I think like this is a good good time to play Amulet Titan, and hopefully I can select this one. Cool. I'm hoping. I, I'm hoping for you. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's all I got for me um, for this weekend. Uh, so Cole, what have you been working on? Throwing my head in the wall, Brent. Throwing my head in the wall. Okay. So, gang, I've had a project, a big one, that unfortunately. I feel like I think I'm the only torch holder left. And then it looks like that on Twitter and online, which is fine. I'm not going to argue that. But what I've been working on for the past, what, two weeks now, I guess? Uh, Pretty, yeah. Well, we could, yeah, about two weeks. We can go through the chat logs. Yeah, has uh has been uh, Mind Splice Apparatus. So Tandy had posted his list for Blue Black, and I remember seeing it. I was like, ooh, that looks cool. And it looked, on his stream, it looked really good. Yeah. It looked it, really strong. It played the proliferate black spell that, like, kills the thing and <clears throat> all that stuff. And I was like, okay, well, I'm an it player, so, like, I really want to, like, play blue-red. So I had built a blue-red list, kind of the same vein of, like, proliferate. And this is the first time, everybody, that I sat on Moto on release day spamming bots to try to get Mind Splice apparatuses. <laughs> and oh my god this took hours and I did it and my first list was not great I played blue red no one else was really talking about the deck besides Tandy and then as you know time goes on Tandy then makes blue red deck I'm like oh fuck yeah like alright let's see what he's doing and I kind of go to that so for a little bit in our journey so far I'm like kind of leaning in on Tandy's like what he's doing I'm like alright well, what is Tandy doing you know, and uh, like kind of staying here. He builds blue white. Like he is pioneering this shit. He's like, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it hard. And I'm like, yes. Like, like I'm, I'm literally doing leagues every day. I'm like doing, like not doing great. And I'm like, oh my god. And the deck is frustrating as hell <laughs> because the problem that the deck was having was like you could get close to winning because Tandy was all on like four turn spells, like just your four hours. And you've had a lot of times, at least for me, that, and when I saw it from other people, was like, you just do the thing, and then you only did the turn spell once, and, like, you could just keep up with, like, the speed of the other decks. Yeah. So then this is where we have our breakaway. So I then decided, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to try to figure out, like, my own version of this. Like, I like I will take what Tanny does, um, you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll like, take notes from it. Right. And me and Brent are at the grindstone. I'm still doing leagues. I'm still doing different things with Blue Red. I do sweltering suns, and then Tandy posts that he's doing sweltering suns. I'm like, sick. I'm glad to know that I'm on some good track. Right. You know, like, it's always nice to see, like, a higher-end player, like, play a card that you're also on. Okay, well, I feel like I'm doing the right thing. Yeah, some validation there, for sure. Yeah. So, we get this breakaway, and Tandy's last list was Blue-White. He goes, here's a blue-eyed deck, he plays it, and then he's like, all right, I'm off of this, I'm going to go play other decks that make them better, and, like, green-black sack that he's done, and these other things. And that's yeah. fine. 
the, the deck gets quiet online. Like people aren't posting about it. No one's really saying anything. There's a couple people that post their mono blue list. This is from like, okay. And I had dabbled in mono blue because one Japanese player posted a mono blue deck. And I tried it. I was like, okay, this is okay. This is doing the best versus like the other ones, but like it's still not doing enough. So I'm like, okay. So then Brent and I go to the Grindstone and we build a blue green one because I'm like, Gross Fire is good. We try that for a little bit and it's okay. And we finally figure out a card that, like, the deck had a problem, like, like I said, when you're doing the thing, like, that's why, like, you need to be on higher turn spell. Because when you want to combo off, you want to, like, make sure you're getting consecutive turn. You want to awaken a land and then have another, well, at least liter- one more spell. It literally feels like the old modern blue-red turn deck, or turn deck in modern. Like, you want to do, like, turn, 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 win. Right, um, yeah. And... Like, that's why, like, I divided off Tandy. I was like, well, I'm going to shove eight turn spells. Like, that's where I'm at. And that was doing a lot better than the four turn spells in the meta. Because, like, when you did live to turn four and you got to Mind Splice, you could, like, play land, uh, do the the uh, the, uh, the part the Water Veil into Alred's Epiphany, into Behold the Multiverse to find another one. But then we get this breakaway, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, okay, all of these draw spells, I'm pl- I've played every four mana draw spell that you could probably think of in your life. Like, yeah, I, I played I was... Hieroglyphic Illuminations because Brent recommended it. Yeah. Uh, a big one that I liked was Inscription because it made bodies and kick it. Uh, obviously, Behold the Multiverse was a big one. So we had uh, the Jumpstart one. The um, Jumpstart that, one was one. People which I, were... I liked that one too. Yeah, like there are At a lot the of good ones. But the problem with all of them was that they only drew two cards and they could see four cards like Inscription, Behold, and uh, technically, the chemisters could all see four cards. Yeah, which is good. Like that's kind of what you want. You want to dig deep, but it just wasn't deep enough. And you know, it was like I like really want to abuse like the deck. Like I want the deck to do these things that are gross, that are like unfair. Like that's how this deck wants to feel. Like the original list that Tani was doing were were felt very fair. Like yeah, you got to do the thing, but they felt super. Like, do take a turn and then untap, and then, like, it's kind of like an explorer. At least to me. I know yeah. he had a lot more success. Awesome. But my my success rate with the deck was not great. With the, like, the more fair-feeling version, I was like, I just want to do eight turn spells. Yeah. Like, I want to play eight time blocks in my deck and, like, win the turn I untap. And so I start pushing blue-red, and, like, blue-red just doesn't feel good. Because the problem with the deck, too, is, like, I know Tandy was big off Dig Through Time, and Dig Through Time just felt so bad for me because, like, the decks that play Dig Through Time are decks that, like, put stuff in their graveyard, and these, like, blue-red decks, the or these Might Splice decks don't really do that. Not really. Like, you're not no. really chucking spells. And also, like, blue-red, Divide by Zero felt fucking awful. And I'm, <laughs> like, Divide's biggest cheerleader. Like, as Shiggles, if you've ever seen the list, and most people that listen to this have, Shiggles plays Divide. That's the law. So but it also would... is like half of the Letcher Shredder trigger, trigger. It's it's a creative exactly. token like, on top of stopping your opponent. Like missing it's... a land. Like you're pressuring. Like that was the problem with Divide in this in the blue red deck was that it just felt like a bounce spell. That was really bad. Right. Yeah. So so like I said, we get to this blue version and we're sitting there and me and Brad are talking and we're like, fuck, we're trying to really figure out like there's like the deck feels like it's on the verge like you're on the clip side and you're like you just need the shove and like Uh to make the jump for some reason we can't figure out how to make them jump 
were like, because like I said, every game felt like you would do the thing and then you were just like a card off. Yeah. You'd be like, fuck, I got into two or fuck, like if I just had one more thing. And another big card that Brett and I, and I will not say I discovered it, a player uh, made a blue list and he played it and I have kept it to my chest. Uh, and it is done phenomenal, which is Psychrift. I've had a lot of success with Cyclonic Rift lately. Uh, if I had his name, I'd shout him out. Shout out to that guy. You don't need it. You're popular. <laughs> but shout out to that guy. He played two Psychrifts, and I was like, Blue-Red couldn't really fit Psychrift because you were trying to play more like Sweepers. But in the blue version, Psychrift has felt so good. There's a lot of times that it's just two men about the thing, and there's a lot of times that it's one man about their whole board. So. Right. It has felt so good. It gets under Leyline Binding, which is great, because you can just bounce it on your turn, or like go to your turn, make a counter, because they tapped out, and then you can like try to go off there. It's felt so good. So what they call, I think I think most of our listeners will mind slices, but I think we should talk about the Oracle text. I wish we did just before. Oh, yeah, yeah, we, we could talk about it. Yeah, so do, if you didn't know what my slice is, I know we talked about it in the spoiler video, or spoiler yes. video, the set review video. Mm-hmm. Briefly, we weren't very high on it. No, we were very medium on it. But it's a four-man artifact with flash. Incredibly relevant. Three and a blue. Uh, so at your upkeep, you put an oil counter on it. For each oil counter that's on it, instant sorceries cost one less. So it reduces instant sorceries. So it's like a brawl effect, but it will keep going. Yes. Um. So it makes these turn decks, like I just said, like where you have like, you can go like on their turn, you turn four, flash in on their turn, untap, play an island, Part the water veil for five. Go to your next turn, it goes to two, and then you can all run. So then now you're starting to net a land every turn. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. then you can cast other things, like where this is where, like I said earlier, like behold the multiverse would come in. Right. Um, yeah. So going back to the deck, one of the other problems with the deck was that like your curve is so bad. <laughs> like it, it is bad for the meta. Like you're you're trying to beat up on humans and all these other decks that are like turn turn one, one drop, turn two, two drop, turn three, three drop. And your deck's like three one mana spells, even with the red version, you're like three one mana spells, like because you're not playing often consider and stuff like that. So that was kind of a feels bad. Cause it's you're like kind you of know, like forced to play play a fading hope, like not a very good card, but you kind of have to play cards like that in this yeah, slot. Like I know yeah. when I played blue red, I would play four fireys and a fading hope as a one of because you just had to have a one mana spell in the Like, yeah, yeah, the the decks that you don't need like this deck and I'll talk about the secret card in a minute. This deck beats up on Rakdos pretty easily, funny enough. I know people are like, what? Yeah, like, it, it beats up on Rakdos in the sense that, like, of a card I'm about to talk about that has had the highest success rate in the whole deck, um, which is the card that Brent and I just, I won't, I won't really say discovered, but, like, we talked about, and I was like, oh, and we played it as a one of, and then I was like, no, this needs to be a fucking four of, uh, which was Pull From Tomorrow. And, and if you didn't play Amonkhet Ka- Block, it is two blue X, instant, draw X cards, discard a card. So, if you read that card regularly, it sounds awful. <laughs> You're like, yes. this is a high mana draw spell, why not just play Behold the Multiverse? Because, you know, at least you can, like, foretell it, and then two later, and when you have the Mind Splice, it can become one mana. Yes. But... The big thing is against Rakdos and these other decks, you're having to empty your hand a lot. There's other, there's another couple cards I'm going to talk about that are very high impacting and why I think blue is the best version of the deck. I will say, I'm going to put a note here, I have not tried blue-white. 
So I know Tandy did. I know he liked it. So if you're listening to this and you're like, Blue White's better, I don't doubt you because I haven't tried it. But I think Blue in the meta right now has been phenomenal. I've had a phenomenal success rate with it. Um, but going on. So with Pool against like Rakdos, against all these other decks, you just have a lot of games where you just go like, ah, oh, you're in set Pool for fucking like six. And they're like, oh, and you draw, you know, six cards and discard a card. The other big thing about it is when you are doing the go-off turn, like I said, which is very relevant, it is incredibly relevant when you go turn four, slash turn five, part, untap, put in our counter, you know, you owl runs. Another big card in blue that I've really liked, which is another card I discovered from another player, uh, is Thirst for Discovery. Yep. It is a two and a blue instant, draw three cards, and then you can either discard two cards or discard a basic land. Uh, and if you're in blue, obviously you're just all islands. Like, we're not getting cute. We're not playing like... Well, I won't say that because we do play some cute cards, but we're not playing like... This This whole deck is adorable. Just so Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're not playing like Ibn Rivulet or anything. Like, we're, we're playing... Uh, my list currently plays 18 islands. Yeah. Um. So, essentially, it's always going to be like a divination slash recall effect. Uh, and with Mind Splice, like I said, you use one mana, so the turn that you're going off, it's a draw three. Uh, yeah. But going on, so you do the whole part turn, and then you untap, you play in our land, you're on six. Uh, Al runs is now five mana. You cast it for five, now you have two mana up. You divin- or I play impulse, so you get impulse, blah, blah, whenever, keep digging. You'll get to a point where Mind Splice is at four or something, and you're like, all right, I need one more turn spell, you know, to push it. You know, maybe to find the part, because now, like, Mind Splice is at four, so parts, you know, five mana to awaken it. Right. You're like, fuck, how do I dig? I have a uh, fucking pull from tomorrow in my hand. And Mind Splice is like, like I said, at five. Well, this is two mana, draw five, discard a card. Oh, right. For for like stone nothing. Yeah. There have been so many games, and we played in the uh, locals, and I played against real decks. Like, it wasn't like I played against, like, Jake. Were a lot of games that I just crushed because I was storming off, and I was like, full X equals six. Yes. Like, on the turn that I'm doing it. I will say, if you play this deck, even in blue-red, I played it. If you play this deck, 100% play this card. So good. So worth it. It has been the most outstanding card in the deck. I have played a lot of leagues. I have had a lot of people message me for my deck list because, like I said, I'm not big on Twitter. Like, I don't, like, I don't have, like, my Twitter set to find these people playing these decks, but I have not (laughs) seen anybody post lately about this deck. Except for Ollie, he did build a standard deck, and I'm going to try that, too. Um, I'm very excited to try it. Obviously, it's not as, like, all in as, as what I'm talking about is. Right. Because you don't have a lot of turn spells. But, um, like I said, uh, it has been super good. Uh, like I said, the other cards, like, I looked at Thirst for Discovery, and I was like, oh, this card feels, like, not great. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... Like, other cards I've been trying, like, the list has changed probably every day for the yeah. past, like, two weeks, like I said. Um, like, other cards I play is I'm on one Mystic Sanctuary. There have been a bunch of games that I've just drawn it and been, like, off and pull for tomorrow back on top. I will say most of the games I play online, if my opponent is on Necromentia, they will Necro pull for tomorrow instead of any other card. <laughs> because it is a blowout. Like, there are yeah. a lot of Rakdos players that just lose to it. Because they're, like, children, I'm, like, bounce it. And they're like, okay, and then like pull X equals six. And then they just lose. Yeah. Um 
Obviously, the deck does have bad matchups. I'm definitely not going to sit here and hype up the deck that it's phenomenal. It is still rough. If you find a really good list and it does success, please, for the love of God, message me it. I will play it every day. <laughs> um, but the current list that I have, Blue, has been doing really well. Oh, another big standing card. I forgot. The reason Blue is also really good. Uh, a fucking rare from Shadows of Innistrad, baby. Engulf the Shore. Holy shit, right, that yeah, card's we been phenomenal. This so this this one we probably need to read. Oh, yeah. So it's a four-mana instant. Three to blue. We're in the four-mana slots for, for the rest of our lives. Yes. Bounce all creatures with toughness equal to or less than the number of islands you control. It has blown out so many decks. Like, currently, Rack Sack is back to being a really good deck with the little idiot that gets a little counters. He is never going to be bigger than a lot of toughness. <laughs> so I've had a lot of rack sack decks that I've played against where you just like engulf and you bounce like mayhem devil that guy and something else and like oh okay no so like I said the deck's been great sideboard has been definitely tweaked on I will say on blue I am a divide because you kind of need it in blue you don't really have like there's no removal so like divide is like counter spell removal kind of thing yeah like you, you have to answer Shieldred. Unfortunately, every deck that you're ever going to hear me talk about that I'll ever play hates Shieldred. Um, so, like, like I said, I, I've been in love with the deck. It has been MTG hell for me. I Like I told Brent, I had a lot of, like, it, it, like, it's really frustrating to sit there and have a deck get so close to being so good and then, like, just, like, drop the ball. Yeah. Um, and, like, it, it's starting to feel a lot better now that it's, like, I've played a couple leagues today, and I've gone three, two slash four, one pretty consistently with it, which has been nice. Uh, and then it also is like nice to see people in like the chat logs. Like I've emailed a lot of people the lists that they asked for. Like if you ever play against me, I'll, I will definitely share the list. I'm not gonna secret keep it. I think Brett said he's gonna post the list in the chat or in yeah, the. Yeah, it'll be in the show notes. Yeah. So, uh, and I like I said, I like I would love to see uh, the love for it come back. Like, I know Tandy's a streamer, so he can't, like, he's not going to stay on something for long. And I know the other guys, like, it's the same thing. And we obviously have the Pro Tour that, as of this recording, is this weekend. Yeah. You know, is Pioneer. So, obviously, people are going to sit here all week, like, building a bad deck or whatever. But if you're a Pioneer player and you like the turn spells things and you like to do kind of weird busted stuff sometimes, the deck's a lot of fun. I recommend it. I'm playing it this weekend at the RCQ. Um... Like I said, the success rate for blue has been really high lately. Like like I said, the deck doesn't have phenomenal matchups. Like, human still sucks. Like, you're a blue deck with no removal, essentially. Humans yeah. is rough. They have Thalia. Like, it's less Thalia for Adelaide. But sure. I will say, yeah. if you do get to engulf the shore of them, it is good. We are trying something this weekend, a uh, thing in the ice for that matchup specifically. Um, and uh, green. It's good against a lot of things. Yep. Yeah. Uh, like I said, deck's a lot of fun. I've I've enjoyed it as much as I've hated it. Like, like obviously I've had a lot of times. Like, like I told the guys in the team, I've been banging my head against the wall for the past week. Like they had not heard from me in chat logs for a while because I'll just sit there, just like on my computer after work, clicking my mouse, you know, trying different things while I was working. I'd like have box filled up. Like, what else could I do um, to make this just slightly better? Uh, and, and like I said, I, I really like the deck. I'm excited to play this weekend after locals where I three would and like like I said, I played real decks and the games were like pretty favored randomly. Yeah. Like like I said, when you do the thing, 
even if it's even if it's just explore, right? Like if if the turn spell on turn five is just explore, sometimes that is literally enough because like I said, if you're on Psychrift, that next turn Psychrift is on. Yeah. And like I've had a lot of turns where you go like part, pass, and you go to your next turn, you're like untap and you look at your hand, and you're like, I could dig for a spell or I could just hold up Psychrift. Um and you're like, I, I just hold up Psychrift. Because like against green, like what does green do against that? Right. You're like Psychrift your hand back or you're like you're born back in response <laughs> to like untapping a thing and it's like a blowout and divide's really good against green too it's really annoying for them like green is i have only played against green once and i was on blue red and like i said blue red had a lot of removal and you know if you're ever a blue red player against green it's not good yeah you like look at your fiery impulses you're like wow this card sucks um but with blue i have like done a little testing against uh green with blue and it's felt pretty good like Fable, uh, what was it called? The bounce spell, the one mana. Uh, fading Hope. Yeah, Fading Hope has felt pretty good. Like, bouncing a troll is, is really annoying for them sometimes. Um, Obviously, time walking them is a lot of fun. Like, if you have the Fading Hope in your hand, going time walk, bounce, and elf is sometimes always really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, deck, deck's been great. I've really thoroughly enjoyed the deck. Um, uh, if for the rest of my life, I'm known as the Shiggles turns guy. That's cool. Uh, I will continue to tr- test the deck. I know we're getting close to the regional championships that I qualified for and that Brett is going to. Uh, you'll probably hear me talk about standard a lot more. Um, yep. And I know we'll, a lot of the cast will be talking about it. I know Brett and I are like pretty like not standard-y. I'm but, not very dialed in. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm also not. I told the guys because they were like, you need to start testing. I'm like, you're right. But, like, it just doesn't look like a very interesting format right now. But I'm not going to get into it because I will definitely play it. I'm sure I'm just, like I said, jaded from, like, banging my head in the wall with this stupid thing because nothing looks <laughs> fun. Yeah. Um, and I had a couple of uh, fans slash guys mystery about Shiggles. And I was like, dude, I haven't fucked touched it. Because I know on the cast, I was like, yeah, Jace is cool and Capricious Alkite. We're going to do it. And then, like, <laughs> the set comes out, I don't say anything about it. <laughs> um, I promise people that do care about Shiggles, I will make a new list with Hellraiser slash Jace or what have you. I just really want this to work first. That's where I'm kind of at. I'm trying not to side side it because I know that if I put this deck to the side, I'm never gonna look at it again. Yeah, and there's uh, there. I think there's certainly something here. Like... Oh, there definitely is. It's kind of where Shiggles was too, where it's like it 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 feels really close. Yeah, but like the thing with Shiggles was like. It, it was already a decided deck. Like, I just kept getting cute with it and adding things to it. And, like, really, it, I don't need to. Like, if I wanted to optimize Shiggles, like, it literally would just be, like, the Treasure Cruise draw eights and then, like, just lighter Treasures with the Pyros and then, like, yeah. two Jaces again. And, like, that was good enough. Right. Um, even if you wanted to do Arcade Proxy again, like, that's also just good enough. Like, there were a lot of games that that card is still really good. Even now, with the format kind of being this, like... Like... Nick's deck, the uh, Fire's deck got a lot better because they got Elish Nord, which is yep. a really good card for them to get. Uh-huh. Um, which does shut off the whole Hellraiser idea. And then you have all these like Atraxa decks running around too. Like people try to cheat into Atraxa. And then you have these uh, Ken the Hammer decks that are kind of like a flash of the paint, it feels like. Yeah. Um, like Pioneer is a really cool spot right now. I have thoroughly enjoyed the format. Obviously, there's still your big decks like humans, what have you. 
Like I said, obviously, as of this recording, we have the Pro Tour coming up. Ractospid, Monoprene Devotion, and Gruel Vehicles are the top three decks that are a highest percentage. Um, yeah. And Gruel Vehicles, I, I've preached it since spoilers, has gotten the best upgrade that any of these decks have ever gotten, which is the Copperline Gorge. And yeah. they got an even better upgrade with a card we didn't even talk about, which is Miglaws. Another three mana four four with text hell attached to it. So like, yeah, like in like they sometimes they play Luca and like I said in spoilers, I was really high on Luca and I'm glad he sees play somewhere. Uh, because he is Groot Wildspeaker in my heart. But yeah, like Pioneer's in a cool spot. This weekend, I don't have any expectation of what the hell I'm gonna sit across. I just convinced Alec to play vehicles because I said, "Hey man, deck good." I bought him all the extra shit he was missing. And I was like, you should play it. I think you'll have great success with it. It's just really good. Yeah. Like going turn two, four, four, like Miglaws, it's like just, he just has so much text on him that it's like hitting for six for two mana is like really good. Yeah. Yeah. No, no And then you obviously have the still the same rule start of like turn two, uh, Stormseeker, which is the most annoying show on the planet. Yeah. Um, but, uh, like I said, Pioneer's an interesting spot. I really like the deck. I have a like I think once played against another Mind Splice deck. It was a blue red deck when I was on Mono Blue, and like I kind of ran it over. Um, yeah, but that was a while ago. That was like when Tandy was still tweeting heavily about it. Uh-huh. Um, so like I said, if you guys play the deck and you figure out like, fuck man, blue black's really good or whatever, uh, feel free to message me on Twitter about it or wherever. I will hundred percent play your deck. I love the deck. I love what it does. I will push this deck forever. If it's good and standard, like Ollie says, I probably will play it there too. Yeah. Um, and I even started buying parts for it myself too. I think the deck is like really sweet. Yeah, it, it's it's cool when it does the thing. And like I said, most games, like even like there's a been a couple times I get blown out, which is like the problem with the deck. Like I said, is your curve is like starts at three almost because you're on like four one minute spells. So like I will say, with the deck mulliganing is incredibly imperative. Like yeah. Sometimes with me, it's like, oh, I have a hand of like spells I can keep it. It's like, well, is it like, like good spells? Because like <laughs> you never know where you're sitting across most of the time, game one, and you don't want to keep a hand of like your earliest spells divided by zero, and you're on the draw against humans, and then they're like blow you out. Yeah. So I will say, mulliganing is incredibly imperative. I usually will keep a hand unless it either has mind splice plus a spell that's not a turn spell, uh, or like it has a two mana spell as the earliest spell. Yeah. Which is the reason I went higher on two mana spells in my version of the deck, like four impulses, uh, three Jiraris, and uh, two Psychrifts. Yeah. Because I wanted to be able to interact early. Uh, which was, oh, and technically pull from tomorrow, but you're never going to cast that for two. No, you just throw discard card. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, another spicy card that we talked about trying was God Eternal Kefnet in the board for the grinding matches because that card's really annoying. And it's also just a really, like, crazy card if you get to do the thing. Like, even with Pull From Tomorrow, when you reveal it, you get to double it up. Yeah. Um, And it's two less in addition to if you have Mind Splice on the battlefield. Uh, and I mean, another cute land that I'm on is uh, the guy that I got one of my blue lists. He was on one Blasso, and I'm on two. Um... Because, like, it is just a free card against humans. Like, a lot of their shit's a one-drop. I will say Spirits is another kind of interesting matchup. It's a little rough sometimes. Because uh, now they're all blue-white. 
mostly. And, like, spell caller is really annoying, unfortunately, because, <laughs> like, you're on a four-mana artifact that you need to resolve. Yeah. And, like, most of the time, spirit players will just play a threat and then never play another card in their hand. Uh, so, but the bounce effects are kind of annoying for them because it's like, do you really want to keep tapping out for this card? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, uh, deck's a lot of fun. Hundred percent. If you want to try it, try it. The list will be in the show notes. Let me know your thoughts. Like, if you're like, hey, like Brett and I were talking, like we keep talking, like, hey, there's a blue card that we're just not thinking of that like is a good blue card. Um, I will say one of the things I have thought about is going to just six turn spells. Uh, just cutting your uh third part the water veil because I'm on seven. But then you don't get the like the crazy turn like I just described of like uh turn five time walk. Yeah. Because uh you can't outrun it unless you foretelled it, which like sometimes you'll do on turn two. I will say I don't usually keep hands if like that is the turn two play, because that's like a feels bad because it's not interacting. It's like I'll put this card face down in defense mode, like go. Uh, oh. Yeah. And yeah. uh like I said, sometimes it's like that's like that that's definitely not good enough sometimes. It's like the deck does the cool thing about the deck I will say that I didn't say is that you do just sometimes win games off of just hard casting these things. Because like yeah. you do you you can just chain turn spells in addition to like like you can go like turn six, hard cast part, turn seven, hard cast owl runs. Now you go to eight, and then you're like, okay, well now if I have another hour runs, I could do it, or I could like hold part equals six, or not part equals six, pull for tomorrow equals six. Like, you can just like time walk into explore a bunch. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh, that's where I've been for the past two weeks. If you haven't heard from me, you know, like I said, doing uh this hell. Uh, I say hell, but like I said, it's uh it, it's been a lot of fun. I've had games where like. Like I said, you, you do the thing and you're like, oh my god, this is so cool. I did it. Dope. And then sometimes you just sit there against humans and you're like, wow, I got fucking blown out. But I mean, that's that's magic. Yeah. I, I don't even remember like taking a good look at the blue-white Mind Splice uh, deck. I know they get the um, the Sphinx's Revelation, which I think is yeah, like, pretty good, is- but... It's just our pull for tomorrow. I will say, I think that's, like, the comparison. I know Tandy was on, uh, like, Sphinx is Rev. And when you look at Sphinx Trap, like, I will say the big thing with Rev is is that a game life, which is relevant. Yeah. But it's also three mana versus two. And, like, one of the big problems with blue-green that we had was that when you try to keep going, like, the only green spell we played was Growth Spiral. That's the only one. Yeah, we had literally other ones. the only card. We removed all the other green cards. They were not good. Yeah. Compared to, like, like, blue stuff we could play. Like, it was incredibly close to the model blue list, except it just played green lands and growth. And we could do the, uh, the bounce, uh, the big, uh... Oh, divide, yeah. They, or engulf. We couldn't do engulf. Because... Oh, yeah, we couldn't do engulf. We did do divide, and we also didn't do search the count's castle. We did another card, I'd say honorable mention for a card that I love in this deck, that I would love to play still is Supreme Will. That card has overextended a lot of the times that I've ever played it. That that's a little surprising to me. That that card looks pretty mediocre, just like if you just look at it. But... Sometimes it does, but it's also your other draw four a lot of the time. Cause you like sure. it'll it'll dig deep. Like 
like the worst case it digs deep sometimes like it literally will just counter like i've had it counter shieldreds you know it counters relevant stuff it's a good turn three play because like the deck wants you to go turn one do something or really really it just wants you to go turn one do nothing turn two yeah. hold up a two mana spell turn three do a three mana spell turn four mind flies yeah uh but yeah like i said the deck's a lot of fun 100 if you want to play it and golf is good I went back up to four. I was on two for a minute, and then I played a couple leagues. I was like, yeah, I play four. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to, like, playing this. Uh, I've been playing Elves recently in Pioneer, which has been pretty fun. Um, but I don't have a home for Tyvar yet. Um, it has not... Not until tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I'm going to look at the... Uh, the uh, Tandy's other list is uh, Black Grain Sacrifice, uh deck luckily a local store has all the parts so cole's gonna pick it pick up the cards for me and then uh i'll have finally have a home for all my tie bars that'll be fun yeah like i said pioneer's in a really cool spot right now everything's kind of good i'm hoping uh, i agree with a lot of people you know it'd be really cool with the pro tour if like some like crazy like out of nowhere deck does really well it it looked like it was kind of more of the same. Like there was a, it appeared to be a lot of innovation or whatever. I mean, like I said, it the format is still kind of the same. Like green is still good. Like there was nothing yeah. that really bumped it. Uh, if anything, they got a better card in filigree silex. Like that card is good. Yeah, it's a good ratchet bomb for them. And then like Rakdos got a land they could play. Really, Rack Sack got the best benefit from the land. Yeah. Uh, and then like I said, Gruel vehicles got like the best mana base they could ask for. Right. Yeah, that's that's absolutely true. But yeah, that, that's all I got on the deck. All right. Well, I guess, Cole, that'll do it for us this week. Thanks, everyone, for checking us out. Like we said, this was a short one, a very short one, but definitely filled with some awesome content. Be sure to check out the show notes for the, uh, Cole's uh, Mind Splice, uh, Mono Blue Mind Splice, and... I'll go ahead and put in my uh, list for this weekend and Amulet Titan. Uh, yeah, good luck, Cole, this weekend. Oh, I will add to the end of our, while yeah. Brent does this, uh, you know, cutaway. Um, I I had mentioned this to Brent earlier. Our Twitter will be a lot more active. I'm going to take uh, extra steps to make it more active. We'll probably, I'll probably make steps to post our deck list for this weekend and like probably do some posts about how we did. You know, like, we have the Twitter, and we'd like you guys to interact with it, so we'll probably do weekly posts about, like, what you guys are doing or, like, hard stuff. So definitely keep up with that. Definitely keep up with Twitter. Okay, awesome. Okay, well, I guess I'll do it for us this week. Uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Later. Later.